You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who have been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com, and then definitely follow them on Instagram for all the information that you need, because I'm sure that's where you follow us as well, at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. My guest today is Bon Nguyen, and we are down at Bedford's camera again. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, you can see this awesome set that we have. Uh, and if you want to record a podcast, or you want to start recording podcasts, you can use this awesome set. Just reach out to Bedford's. Ban, thank you for coming down. Really excited to dive into your story. I know it is a very interesting one. Uh, and just kind of everything that you've done and built things from the ground up. Um, it's always nice to talk to another immigrant because we understand fully what the American dream is, right? Like we know it, it's real, right. right? And a yeah. lot of people growing up today don't, you know, they, they don't believe in it or they think it's yeah. just something in the movies. No, no, ask any immigrant. They'll tell you that it is, it's real. Um, so well, let me start. Uh, yeah. You know, like I said, my name is Bon Nguyen and uh I'm the owner of Jimmy's Egg, and by, by probably, hopefully, they hear about heard about Jimmy's Egg before. Oh yeah, I've only been around for over 35 years. Uh, but anyway, we, you know, I, I was born in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and uh, and talk about immigrant. I was uh, the true refugee program. I mean, yeah. the early, early, early day of refugee program. I don't think even have refugee program before that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in '75, uh, the Vietnam War was over. In April of '75, and I got to Oklahoma in May of '75. Mm-hmm. So it took less than one month for me and my family to escape the country. Which is the communists took over. I might have to listen to the history of that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go through the whole. Program. Oh, that's a, yeah, it's, it's a lot of history. That's a for lot sure. of history of the Vietnam yeah. War. Uh, but uh, I I left before my my family did. Just my 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 sister and I, and uh, we uh, follow this. Uh, I guess we could say uh, CIA personnel. Yeah. He's a friend of my dad and. He told my dad the war is over, so you need to make a plan to escape. And 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 my dad go, no, no, I'm gonna stay and fight the the communists. So why don't you take my two my uh, younger kid? So hopefully, uh, uh, you know, I can continue on my my namesake. Yeah. And so so the American CIA friend of my dad agrees. So from doing that, he put us in the trunk of the car, drove through two airport security gate, put us next to the C-130 plane and just throw us up there. And his wife and his daughter was waiting, the the plane waiting for us. Yeah. And he just throw up up there and we didn't understand any English, so he just waved and, and there we go. We just flew out and we went to Philippines for a week. And then Mr. Boy, which is his name, was he uh, he sneaked the rest of family out a yeah. week later to meet us and and for and in in Philippine, and that's how we united the family together. From there, and we went to um, Wake Island, and from Wake Island, we went to uh, Fort Chaffee, Fort Smith, process all the refugee, and with pot luck, we. Uh, we have this uh, f- family. He wanted to uh, sponsor a, a big family, mm-hmm. uh, and he came and and picked us out because we was perfect match. We had four boys and four girls, and mom and dad, so there are ten of us. Yeah. So he loaded up us in a car and drove from Fort Smith to Tulsa, and that's where we start our, our brand new life. Wow. And uh, and. And you know, from from beginning, we he 
he had good intention, but after a while, he just kind of kept us as a, he owned a, a full service gas station. Mm-hmm. So he was uh, planned to use us as a, Oh, he, you're the employees, right? <laughs> yeah. Cheap labor. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Uh, and uh, so um, we were the first Vietnamese refugee family came to Tulsa. And uh, it was a big thing. I mean, he he know how to, uh, to uh, pub- publicize on it. He uh-huh. liked to, he would go to, TV stations and radio station and newspaper TV. So in the first month when we was in Tulsa, every news station, every channel, every news uh, TV, radio, they all came interview my dad and yeah. take out picture for the, the newspaper and tell, you know, how much. And, and so People of Oklahoma, they of course they were so nice. They you know, because we didn't we lost everything. We didn't yeah. have anything for them because we left everything in Vietnam. So I had people came I mean, we had people that came gave my dad a car so he can uh, drive around, find job and they gave us clothing, monies, food. Uh, his his full service station I, I remember because I was out there uh, washing windows for them. Every full people put gas in, you get to yeah. clean the windows. And um, and people will be waiting in line up about five, six blocks to turn into his gas station so they all can say hi to us and give us some money or just want to look at us. Yeah. And uh, and and that's how, how we started. Um, and, of course, I went to... Um, I, I was young. I was 13 years old when I left, when I went to Tulsa. And so I, I, I was lucky that I was able to go to junior high school, high school, and I able to go college. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my older brothers, um, he, he didn't, because he was a little older, so he didn't have a chance to, mm-hmm. to, 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 to uh, go back to school. So he had to uh, go straight to work as a you know, manual labor to help my dad to support the family mm. and um, and that's uh, and of course I graduate oh, Oklahoma State the big cowboy fan folks, yeah. <laughs> folks, uh, in 84 and after graduate with an MIS degree I worked for a company in Tulsa in Sand Spring Oklahoma for two about two years and economy was pretty bad in 80 mm-hmm. you know 85, 86, that's when oil crashed. Yeah, Penn Bank and, and all that uh, yeah. And I didn't have a job left, so I, and then that's when I met my wife. She lived in Oklahoma City, and she is a daughter of the founder, Jimmy's Egg, mm-hmm. Mr. Lock Lee. So uh, at that time, Mr. Lock Lee only had one location, and but I never planned to go in the restaurant. I thought I can use my MIS degree, college mm-hmm. degree, big, big, big shot here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, from and, what, from like from going, yeah. coming from being thirteen to getting a degree, right? That's like yeah, I, that's I, a huge took deal. me took me five years to learn. I mean, I didn't speak a word of English when I came to the United States, and and took me five years to learn English and able to pass high school and get accepted to OSU. That's a, yeah. that's a, but, uh, but that back then the requirement wasn't very hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you know, a- ACT, you can, you can be 15 or 17, I can't remember to get uh-huh. in. And, and long you, um, you uh, would top three quarter percentile, 70 percentile of your high school grad uh-huh. class, you get accepted, and and uh, and I don't know how I did it, but I'd like to say I, I think I was top twenty five percent student got in, but anyway, uh, and moved to Oklahoma City, uh, got married, uh, moved to Oklahoma City, and uh, for nine months couldn't find a job because you know economy was bad, and mm-hmm. I remember oil, uh, I think. The whole, I think like 
$8 for a barrel oil back then. Jeez. Or even $6. Yeah. You know? So the oil, oil, I mean, was nothing. I mean, everything was dead. And, of course, I think, I can't remember, 86 or 87, that's when we had the, the crash mm-hmm. back then. But anyway, I couldn't find a job, so I, I worked in a restaurant when I was 14 to when I was all, all the way to college. So I've always been in, in around the restaurant business. And uh, so I told my father-in-law, I'm, I'm getting tired of getting all these rejection letters. You know, it seemed like every week I get like three, four rejection letters. And I go, can I come in your restaurant? The first one, really down the road here, 16 in May. Uh, you know, that's the original Jimmy's Egg. And... Um, and I go, let me uh, help you. I used to work in restaurants, so I, I help them cook, wash dishes, and do what I need to do. And then uh, in in two months, three months maybe, I told told Pop, you know, you can stay home because he was working six, seven days a week. He's had that one location, and that's... And then the kid, you know, of course, the, his kid come out on weekend to help him on weekends. Um, so I tell you, Pop, just stay home. Uh, I can handle this. Mm-hmm. This was uh, uh, so. So I did it for for a little while, and after maybe six or nine months, I told, Hey, can I open a second Jimmy's Egg on my own with you know with yeah. his daughter and my wife? So we opened the second store on at uh, Northwest Highway in MacArthur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and that, that whole restaurant because I I'm the I was the construction guys and I was do everything. I would uh, I was electrician too. <laughs> yeah. I did everything. I put the wall and would help few people and and that store only cost me twenty nine thousand dollars to put things together. Wow! Back then, compared to what is it today to open a store? Today, open store. If I don't buy a location, probably about close to five hundred thousand. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> of course, of course, you know we had to use brand new equipment, right. and mm-hmm. and but back then the timing was right because a lot of restaurants went out of business. Yeah, so we able to go to auction get. 10 cents, 5 cents on that dollar equipment. Mm-hmm. You know, we buy used equipment, used chair. So the whole restaurant did not mix and match. We got different color decor. I mean, if you want to go in for decor, forget it. <laughs> you get different yeah. color, different booth. And, uh, and you know, my wife was a waitress and I was a cook. Yeah. And that's how we started. That's amazing. And, that- then, uh, and then I'm the guy that went out and go you know promote their business you know? I mean and I was out there hustling and advertising and everything and and, and luckily also and I, I ran into Jack Elliott which is Jack Baldy he mm-hmm. everybody know him as Jack and Ron he was a big star on the radio and uh, got hold of him and got to know him and and so he he asked me to come up and bring breakfast to the you know Kiss ninety nine ninety eight point nine all the times and mm-hmm. and he promote he helped me promote it at that time I didn't cost me any money and yeah and 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 all of a sudden got real popular and we started winning award the best breakfast and and my father in law said God it's easy let's open uh, <laughs> the third store together and the fourth store and then so and forth so forth and then. Yeah. After the fifth store, I told him that I can't, I can't, I can't cook, work, and and open some new store, and then have two kids, you know, raise two kids, and I was doing four in the morning to four in the afternoon every day. Mm-hmm. I have a one day off. That's when I take the kid to uh, to uh, eat and the malls, and you know, just one mm-hmm. day's off. Yeah, and uh, and then. Uh, and then after fifth, sixth store, and the bank started to notice us, and 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 few bank kind of gave us a blank check, just kind of hey, uh, let me uh, finance your venture. Yeah. So we we start buying a lot of buildings, and we start open a little faster with with 
with the bank money instead before we had to put our own money pocket you know whatever we can yeah, say yeah, yeah. and then we buy used equipment and we we opened a you know a new store and then that's why it took a little longer from from first second store to fifth store it took us like i think like seven eight years mm. but but from from seven to I don't know, seven to 15 store took us like five, six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how, how many do we have today? Well, uh, the, f- the family owned 24 locations. Uh-huh. But there is, uh, we are in 11 states. Wow. Uh, with uh, Missouri, that's a franchisee, of yeah, course. Yeah. In Missouri, Kansas, um, I mean, Nebraska, um, Arkansas, Mm-hmm. Texas now, and we got uh, one or two in Alabama and one or two in New York. Yeah. So that's so, amazing. So it's just yeah. uh, and uh, and so there's total I think like close to seventy store in eleven state, including mm-hmm. my twenty four. Yeah. And uh, and uh, but you know, of course now with I've been doing over thirty six years now, so of course. The second generation is coming. My sure. my son is oh, yeah. up and coming, and then he uh, he gave me the energy to uh, to get going. I, I was I was really winding down. You know, mm-hmm. I I told by when I turned fifty or fifty five, I'm just going to slow down. But now I'm fifty eight, and he got me excited, <laughs> built some more yeah. restaurant, and and uh, yeah, and so he's hopefully he can take over someday, or you know, yeah. But um, that's awesome. So, obviously, growing up in Vietnam, the whole war is going on. I mean, just horrendous stuff is happening over mm-hmm. there. You know, you have a big family there. Uh, uh, you know, uh, and you said Mr. Boyd is that who it is? Yep, yep, Mr. Boyd takes you know and probably puts his own life at risk, right? And puts a lot on the line to help you guys out. Yeah, to yeah, get you to the states. Yes. What is your first memory in Oklahoma? Like, what, is, what do you think of when you get to Tulsa? Can you think, like, is there anything that stands out? Well, um, yeah, I, uh, it, it's it's pretty bad memory for me, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I um, you know, my, 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 my parents was very well thought in Vietnam. Uh-huh. And, and uh, when we come to, we left, after the war's over, we left with nothing. I mean, literally nothing. Yeah. And uh, and our first home, my dad able to save up. He bought it for nine thousand dollars. Can you imagine a home at nine thousand dollars back then? Yeah. It's not in good shape. Right. Um, it's in north side of town, in Tulsa. It's a rough neighborhood. It's a rough neighborhood. So, uh-huh. uh, so. Uh, so when I grew up, a rough neighborhood, I uh, I get a lot of bully. Sure. Well, you stand out. You're different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was, uh, um, you know, I uh, just a new first, you know, Asian kid in sure. town, and uh, and I hate to say Bruce Lee. I'm trying to think. He died in '74, uh, maybe or '73. Uh-huh. So a lot of those kids, <laughs> they just know about Bruce Lee. Yeah. And and of course, you know, I'm Asian, so they they think every Asian should know some karate, kung fu or kung karate. Fu. Yeah. So so in in junior high school, they always uh, picking on you with mm-hmm. few bully, you know, three four people, and they always. Yeah trying to pick on you and kick your butt when yeah. they get a chance and uh, and and they 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 would say oh I, I just beat up Bruce Lee <laughs> but that's 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 uh that was rough I yeah. mean uh, you grew up but it make you tough makes you hard and tough and mm-hmm. you know what you need to uh to do better and how to uh, yeah so so all this is going on you have quite a big family and you see kind of education as the way out yep right yep yep yep. Uh, Vietnamese is always big on education Uh that's just their that is their whole thing I mean you know they they, uh, that's education always number one so so uh, 
So you know, with with my my father went to work, and my older brother that that he didn't have chance, and he support the family and the rest of the family. Us, rest of us able to go, mm-hmm. uh, you know, graduate high school and went sure. to college. Yeah, and uh, and um, God, my my high school. If if I think back right, I think only like maybe thirty percent went to college after that. Yeah, it's not very many. Yeah, so uh, so. Um, so yeah, education was the key for yeah. sure. So so and you you when in in high do you play any sports in high school? Yeah yeah I I was a I was a tennis player mainly and mm-hmm. and, and 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 swam for for high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pretty all city uh, swimmer, all all tennis player, city. Yeah. In tennis, and self taught everything self taught. Yeah. Of course, I don't have these private. Teachers or sure. private uh, country club that I play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I able to uh, to play to high school and then and frankly, with my tennis uh, and swimming, that's how I able to <laughs> graduate high school because my uh, my tennis coach was a biology teacher, mm-hmm. and and I. I swear to you, I, I probably fail every test, <laughs> and I make a B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, um, so he always curved me right. Uh, so uh, so that's uh, that's able to help with the yeah. grade point. Yeah. So then you get into OSU. Correct. I mean, you go from Tulsa, you go to Stillwater. Yep. Stillwater is yep. a whole experience in yep, itself. Yep. Uh, Oh boy, you gonna bring the bad side of me now. I, I you know, I, I never drank or party in high school. Yeah. And soon I went to OSU. You're free. You're I'm on your free. Own. I went yeah. away from the parents and I learned to how to drink my first beer and dr- first drunk and yeah. and you know, there's may spend many time at tumbleweeds and Cimarron ballroom. And you know, the the watered down beer that they serve. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and but you I, I, you know everybody need to go through that yeah you know I mean I yeah. I, I tell my kid the same thing how how smart you are but you need to go through it you gotta experience it yeah you had to experience it yeah. I and mean, it's just I mean so not to deal so so of course yeah first two years I I I I party hard yeah <laughs> and uh, and you know I'm proud to say I'm, I I was two point two point one eight Av point average at when I graduate high uh, college. Yeah, I and mean, you had a really good time doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I was barely make, making it. Yeah, I mean, and but you know, but sometimes great points not not sure. everything. Um, and um, and uh, trying to you know, of course, I trying to join Marine when I was in college because my great point wasn't good. Yeah, and, and find out I don't have the back. To do it, I did not pass the physical because <laughs> I have a bad back. Okay, since I was young. Yeah. So, 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 that's when I realized, boy, bond, you better study and yeah. and 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 try harder to, uh, to you know, get a get a job get afterward. A job. Yeah. And because I thought, you know, hey, just just make it through and go. Because my dad was career military man, okay. So I thought I always follow his footstep anyway, mm-hmm. but I I never made it, and um, and so uh, so college was fun. I mean, I was uh, I probably the first Asian guy joined fraternity. Yeah, um, Lambda Chi Alpha. My Zach brother, Zach, <laughs> chop lamb chop. Um, uh, you know, I I. I just follow a roommate of my dorm, my second year sophomore, mm-hmm. second semester sophomore. He went to a fraternity party. He asked me to come, so I, I go, sure, I come. And next thing I knew, I joined a fraternity house. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you know, and hey, a lot of my good friend to this day, yeah. he's coming out fraternity brothers. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of great guy, uh, you know. You learn, you learn a lot from from living with a big group of guys. Yeah. Because I was very um, shy, 
Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, just kind of by myself and stuff. But, mm-hmm. but, 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 uh, but you live with eighty guys in a fraternity house, and you, you got, you, you, you got to know how to talk yourself out of it. I mean, they they used to call me Hop Singh. I don't know. Everybody know what Hop Singh is. Mm-hmm. Hop Singh is the cook. In Bonanza movie, the okay. show, the TV show, the Bonanza, you know, little. Okay. Yeah. You, you don't know that I one? I have no idea, no. That's oh, probably it, before my time. Oh, yeah, no, this yeah. a, is a, a, a cowboy show at Bonanza. Uh-huh. It's Gunsmoke and Bonanza. Okay. And of course, uh, uh, there's uh, Lil Joe and Cartwright family in the movie. Yeah. And, and they have a cook. He's a Chinese cook, his name Hop Singh. Yeah. And so, so a lot of fraternity people called me Hop Singh back then. <laughs> So, That's brilliant. Yeah, and uh, you know we we have few fight. I mean, of course, you know right. I, yeah. I you know I take you can't with eighty you, guys. Yeah. You can't not have some testosterone. Exactly. Going around, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean. But uh, but that's was fun time. Yeah. Fun. And uh, but but like you say, uh, you know, Oshu was a great experience, great place to grow up, and mm-hmm. then you 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 find yourself and you you learn from meeting other guys, other people. And uh, and guess what? I you know I didn't realize forty years later after I graduate, I'm a, I'm an advisory board for for the the school of human service uh, human service, and I'm yeah. I'm a mm-hmm. advisory board at uh, uh, a business school. Yeah, and uh, you know I I got invited to. Uh, uh, be a CEO of the day for the the from the dean of business school, mm-hmm. and then then you know, so so it's so, you know sometimes it's great point or it's not what you know but sometimes a lot of who you know sometimes too. Right. Well, and also a lot of hard work too. Yeah, hard right? There's work. a lot of That's hard work sure. in between that that gets for you sure. there. For sure. Um, but yeah, it's great that you still have a lot of those relationships from the fraternity days and yeah. OSU days. Mm-hmm. Um, so you graduate, you got your degree, you go out into the world, uh, you know, you meet your wife, and then obviously we come fast forward to to working and running the Jimmy's Eggs and owning your own. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me and the listeners about Mr. Lee. Because and for you know recently passed correct you know yeah, and, he, and just everything that's going he, on uh, and how much of an impact he's had not only on you your wife but the whole culture and and just everything in general right mm-hmm. yeah Mr Lee he's a he's he I would call him the Donald Trump of Vietnam Vietnam okay because he was uh, he make his his million. When he was in his early twenty, wow, he was uh, he's just a willing dealing businessman. He's uh, and and when he left Vietnam, he um, I'm trying to think how old he's but but in his mid thirty when he left, he left six different businesses. Yeah, he owned a a a, a food a truck line company. He was the developers. He owned a housing. He uh, let's see, truck line canned food company. He owned a lumber yard mm. company. Um, back in 1975, the U.S. government defense department owed him eight hundred some thousand dollars. Jeez. Uh, because he did some work for the U.S. Sure. government, the, the 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 army, the defense department, and. And then when he left Vietnam, he left with nothing to. I mean, he just got on the boat with his family and he set out sea and yeah. And then he he uh, that's how he he was a real boat people and he came to the United States and and uh, worked in a railroad company. Uh, start out, and then uh, he would go eat at. This breakfast place called Jimmy's Egg for many years because that's this his route to work. Yeah, and then one day he uh, find out the owner of that place and his name Jimmy Newman want to to sell uh, this restaurant, and of course he you know lock he lost his thumb his right thumb at work at Santa Fe so it's hard work yeah. so he decide let me buy this place he don't know anything about restaurant. But he just know about. But business. he's a businessman. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he he wanted to buy this uh, this restaurant, 
And uh, so he did. He bought the restaurant for $50,000. And uh, Jimmy Newman's supposed to stay on for six months to help him, teach mm-hmm. him how to, to, uh, to run the business, how to cook. And within less than a month, Jimmy Newman took off with the money. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, he took off. So guess what? My father-in-law just had to jump in and learn. Yeah. You know, from scratch, and he—that's why he cooked. He got in, he cooked, and and uh, and he, you know, he he he. That's how he, I mean, he cooked every day, and that's one thing he taught me is is loyalty to his his people. Yeah, and then his friend, yeah. his his business associate, the people that help him yeah. start the company, or you know, even salesmen. You know, they 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 treat him good. And so he's very loyal to them. Yeah, I had I had story about Mr. Lee that he, I think it was from one of the chefs who originally worked for him now owns yeah. some right, and then also he would sponsor people. Is that yep. right? Yep, yep, yep. How, how can you elaborate on the story a little bit? Like how? Well, um, what to do is he had a few Mexican employees. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I mean, they they start out illegal. Mm-hmm. And 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 so so after he worked for a few years, five, six, seven, I, I can't remember. And they they asked him. They have a program that you can sponsor certain people that he able to have a job sure. at Jimmy's Egg, and he dependable. He not he not you know on welfare, and yeah. he can. So he he sponsored about three or four of his employees. It showed them that hey, they they work here, they make good living and great people and yeah. so on and 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 back then was uh, the government I guess was a lot easier sure. to to have a program that's something like that, and they able to to uh, to get their green cards and they brought they brought their family in yeah. and uh, and a matter of fact, a lot of them still working for me today to this day. Yeah, you know that's amazing. And uh, but. Uh, but he was a uh, he was a uh, a great guy. I mean, great, great. Uh, yeah. So, so you go like you said earlier. You went from one to five in in seven years, and then right. five to however many. Right. You know, very fast, fast right? Because the bank is like, uh-huh. you guys, you guys are doing great. I want to give you know every bank <laughs> exactly. like here's the money exactly, um, which is amazing. Uh, so. When you're in, when you're in, you know, when you when you're coming here and you're in college and you know you have your degree, the last thing you think you're gonna be doing is running restaurants, right? Correct. Yeah. Did you enjoy cooking though? You know, the first, the first two year of myself cooking, because I just feel like, hey, I just bought myself a job. Right. Okay. Yeah. I just bought myself a job, and so. You know, I, I, I remember the first year we in business, and I did calculation with my wife. You know, back then, I think my when I was working, I was making maybe twenty some thousand a year mm-hmm. salary. My first year after I opened business, and I, I do the math and the money in, money out, and I think I we we profit sixty nine thousand. I go. Mama, we were rich. <laughs> <laughs> right. Coming yeah. here with nothing, right? Yeah. Sixty nine thousand dollars yeah. is a lot of money. Yeah, and yeah. you know, look, Mama, we uh, uh I'm you know, my net income sixty nine thousand and 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 uh so so like you say, the first few years it's because you bought yourself a job. Yeah. And then after after you able to build next stop, next door and then uh you know, you you find new location. It did become, it can become big business now. Become more fun then. Right. You know, it become. Uh, you know, I I learned this from my father-in-law. He he loved negotiation. He loved contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, building things. So I I I am the I the same thing. I love negotiate. I love handshake. I yeah. love uh, you know, put down contract, sign. You know, make thing. Happen and it, yeah. it, it come fun. You love the business side of it. Yeah, correct. The deal. It, could, it doesn't have to be restaurants. Right. It could be anything. I, so, you love so the business like say side after after the fifth store, seven years. So I stopped cooking. So I become yeah. 
I become a businessman. You know, you you find a location, negotiate for the land and the yeah. lease contract and and stuff like that. That's become fun because you don't learn that from college or right. or anybody. You learn yeah. that from self taught or self experience or or you've been through it. Oh, you know, I have a big S on my forehead many times, sucker. <laughs> many times, you know. I've seen you coming, yeah. Yeah. So so you learn from from it, and you go, hey, okay, next time I'm not going to yeah. do this, you know. And uh, so so that's 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 come with. Yeah. Just just had to go through it. That's a great lesson, though, isn't it? For people listening, like you can't, you have to go through those failures to learn. Okay, don't exactly. You? And you know, you know, I mean, not, not uh, you know, there's like five percent people out there because their mom and dad got so much money and they just kind of pass on and they uh. and they got you know old money that, that silver spoon, right. but. But boy, there's a lot of us out there had to work hard for every every dollar that we, we yeah. earn, and then and, and and that's how how we appreciate you know your your how your the the, the dollar that you work for. I mean, you yeah. appreciate your your life because how how hard you work for it. It's not something been given or also drop on your laps. Yeah, and then you know and so that's that's I think that's the the big part of, you know, I, I would tell a lot of my friend, uh, the baby boomer is a, the worst parents in the world. Yeah. Because they, they, um, they spoil their kid. They give their kid because, I guess, because they, they have it hard when they grow up. Yeah. So, so they don't want their kids to grow so up the they, same way. Correct. So they right. give, 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 give. And guess what? And, and that's what we're going through right now. All the yeah. kids just want What's in it for me? Yeah. Where's my hand now? And they won't work for it. And then there's a lot of, a uh, lot of work ethic is just yeah. It's I'm, not I, there. I, I'm guilty of that, right? Like I'm 30 years old now, and like yeah. my mum. I didn't learn how to cook or learn how to do my own laundry until yeah. I got to college. Yeah. Because my mom was just like, I'll take care of you. It's easier if I do it. My dad's the same way. Right. Uh, you know, but similar, like, I came here with my suitcase and my golf club, so I had to learn very fast. I'm thankful that I had to do that. Right. But you're right. There's kids growing up who didn't, you know? Right. And it's like, oh, well, now we see it. Like I said, they, they're coming to you for work now, right? And then, uh-huh. like, what do I get? How many how many days off do I get a year? Right, like, exactly. Like, two weeks. And like, how much? Exactly. And, uh, you know, like, say... I I I spoil my kid, but in turn I don't really spoil mine. They they had to work for it. Mm-hmm. They they they, uh, you know they. At young age, they 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 work for it. Yeah. Not just some kind of freebie stuff. Right. So, yeah. So, but um, yeah, it's it's uh, like I say, it 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 been fun adventure and uh, and um, you know, ready kind of pass on to. Uh, to the next generation, if if you know, it's kind of funny today. Uh, I uh, I I got an offer to buy Jimmy Zakes out. <laughs> yeah. So that's you know that's American dream. Yeah. You know you built built all the the you you built your friend you know your your empire you can say it. Sure. And 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 you. Sell it hopefully for big bucks and and yeah and and generational family money that's this lasts for a exactly, long time right exactly you know that's the American dream you yeah know, that's that's the land of opportunity and you know I keep telling you know I I, I speak at you know like I say OSU business school I speak at McGinnis High School I speak at um and that's what I would tell them you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, every everybody had to live this this I call it three D. Okay, I mean I, I I I preach this all the time. The three D, what the D stand for is the first D desire. Okay, and yeah. the second D is dreams, and the third D is dissatisfied. Yeah. And I explain each D. You know. You have to desire the, the first day desire. You know, you, you have to desire to work. You have to go out there and and, and get your nose dirty, your hand, you know, you you yeah. know, and then and then of course when you get dirty and work hard and stuff, and then you have to have a dream that that a goal to set, okay, 
And that's what the dream is about. And then, and next D, the last D, the dissatisfy is 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 this the hardest D that because uh, if if you if you hit a certain spot already, you become complacent. Mm-hmm. You just kind of oh, I'm I'm sad. I, I, I this this all I want. Yeah. I don't want anymore, and then, and then that's when you you slow down, and you you won't work harder. You you won't try the next thing, um, and 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 so so whatever level you at, you have to be dissatisfied. You say, hey, I, I need to 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 go next level. I mean, just like golf. I mean. Yeah. You know, I'm at four handicap. I want to get lower. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dissatisfied with my yeah. four handicap. You know. Yeah. And uh, so I, I preach that to a lot of people. I mean, I preach that, like I say, in in high school and college level when I mm-hmm. make a speech. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you mentioned golf. I mean, that's how we met. Was we correct. Golf course, correct. thanks to Chris Jones when we play golf together. Uh-huh. And I think Gary played with Gary us too. Bac- I think Bac- yeah, yeah, Bacchus. Gary yeah. played with us too out there, but. Um, when did you start playing golf? When was that like, and why did you start playing golf? Oh, God, I picked up golf maybe probably about 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, like I say, I was, uh, I was good enough to play college. Yeah. And I did have, uh, I could have played at a Baker University in Bowen, Kansas. Okay. But that was a small school, and and it's a, it's a, a, a a Baptist school. Sure. Well, you probably knew that you weren't going to play golf professionally. At uh, that tennis, time, right. Tennis, yeah. tennis, yeah. yeah. Um, and they didn't have the degree that I want either. Gotcha. And so so I decided to just, just be a normal student at, at OSU. Mm-hmm. And, um, and but at the same time, when I was student, I was still compete, you know, USTA level tennis. Yeah. When I was in, in college, high school, college. And... I got to a level. I was uh, number one in Missouri Valley in tennis three years in a row for four point five level. Yeah, I mean that's that's considered that's pretty, pretty high. Good, yeah, uh, you know, but but I got hurt. I uh, I uh, I ruptured my my disc, so I have a surgery. Mm-hmm. So I could not play tennis more. So I decided to pick up golf. I think like try it, two thousand one maybe. Yeah. And uh, I was self-taught in golf too. Yeah. I just pick up the game and and uh, and fell in love with. It. I was I used to make fun of golfer. Yeah. I mean, you know, you you guys play. There's a lot of people that used to do yeah, that in school. You right? play a yeah. sissy sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a real sport. It's your granddad's sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, sport rich country club yeah. kid. And, uh-huh. you know, blah blah blah. And then and now I I. I can't have enough of it. I know. And, uh, <laughs> so it's, it's you know my, my, everybody I know knows you as you play more golf than, than most yeah, people. And, right? and, you know, my goal is is trying to if if that golf course rank top hundred rating yeah. anywhere, golf digest, golf magazine, uh-huh. I want to play. Okay. And 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 and, and I, uh, I I think I got almost close to fifty. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean I you know of course, you know, Augusta, you always that's your course, dream, but yeah. but one of these day, hopefully, uh, I sell enough Jimmy Zake franchise, I can you knock on the door and Coca Cola people. <laughs> well, long time ago, they told me that they yeah. go, yeah. Back then, I only had maybe twenty, fifteen store, and and they. Uh, they go, well, you need to have about 80 store before we even invite you to. Uh, so they, that, you, they know, they said that to you, and that's They, they kind of, they yeah. kind of, in a way, you saying, yeah, they teach me. You know, yeah. no, you, you're not quite big enough that. That, that we're going to invite you. That yeah. invites you. I mean, oh, okay, okay, uh, be that way. <laughs> yeah, okay, give me a goal to work towards. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so uh, what's you know, like the favorite golf course you've played then? Man, I mean, I play everything. I mean, I. You, Out of the top fifty that you've played, top fifty, Pebble Beach. Every uh, Spyglass, I think Spyglass better than Pebble Beach. Yeah, uh, but but the more I pace Pebble Beach, it's getting better. But Whistling Straight always is up there. Okay, uh, East Lake is up there. I mean, yeah. I play Sawgrass, I play Bandon Dune. I'm I'm like I, oh my, on and on and. Uh, I, I'm I, to me I'm just a golf guy. I'm trying to break eighty every golf course I play. Yeah. Okay. Right. So so if if 
if any golf top golf course I break 80 I become my favorite <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's always like that it's yeah, always yeah. We, we, the favorite golf course is the one that we've played the best at yeah, right? and yeah. it's not raining on the day that we right, play it the right. weather's perfect right. and you play well in good uh, company and I was in, I was in Vegas over the weekend and finally uh, you probably see my post on Facebook mm-hmm. I mean I I just finally uh, got to play win yeah. golf course and you know that's my the but my, I, I complete my bucket list for the top 10 golf course in Vegas. Okay. I mean, I play Shadow Creek, uh, Cascada, uh, Southern Highland, yeah. you know, Las Vegas. Uh, uh, I can't, I mean. So Wynn was the last one to take off the list? Win. yep. Good. Finally. Yeah. Knocked that off uh, over yeah. the weekend. That's awesome. And, uh, Sadly, we're not allowed to travel internationally, but, I mean, have you made it to Europe yet? Have you played golf in Europe? Nope, no, yeah. That's all. That's I, I, I only golf co- course I play out. Of course, you know a lot of Mexico. Mm-hmm. The the, but but I did play in Vietnam quite mm-hmm. a bit. Golf course in Vietnam. But uh, other than that, I never. I've been asked to go um, play Scotland. Of course, you know the sure. the home of golf yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. But never have have the chance to do it yet but the one these days one these definitely days. one of these days yeah. you gotta do it it's amazing yeah, uh, yeah. love just a great experience yeah. doesn't matter how what what the weather is it's amazing the- um but you mentioned earlier you know you you were ready to retire at 55 you're 58 now and you've got the bug back you know your son's uh-huh. son's getting into the business and, right. and i know you guys opened up midtown last year or year before last and that's kind of you got the fire back to open up more businesses so right what is kind of the plan going forward with you know with the businesses and well <laughs> With COVID now, the model restaurant, you don't want to be in a restaurant right now. Yeah. I mean, the, that's that's the, we probably sit tight for next year or so. Uh, hopefully it's less than that, but right now we will sit tight for a year. And, 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 and I mean, I have a few things in mind, but mm-hmm. but like I said, two years ago, my my son create this restaurant called uh, Riviere Modern Ban Mi, mm-hmm. and we uh, been doing it for like two years now, and and been been very very successful. I mean, yeah. they very uh, uh, positive feedback from it, mm-hmm. and and that might be something that we might take to to expand on. Yeah, because you know Jimmy Zeke about run out of room. You know, I right. mean, we have few area on the south side of town that we might hit on or um but 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 um but like i say jimmy's egg and yeah. like i say restaurant right now no one want you you don't want to open your restaurant please no. don't open more restaurant <laughs> not at this time anyway anybody yeah. want to open a restaurant please don't um, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, and then if, if you have a drive-through and you can get a, a Chick-fil-A, oh yeah, I mean you do all day long, you know, Damn. all these drive-through they they broke all kind of records, uh, but but not the dining. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well. I mean, it's been. A, I thank you for coming down. This has been awesome to share the story. I know there's a lot more, and I know people listening um, have learned a lot about you as well. You know, your early history, coming to the states, building the businesses, and then just getting into it, and and meeting Mr. Lee and married, all that stuff. Now your mm-hmm. son's in the business, and that's reignited your fire a little bit. Yeah. Um, yep. For everyone listening. Uh, I guess what, what's the last thing that you tell people when you do your when you do your talks at business schools and stuff like that? What's the one thing that you tell people and you leave them with that? Well, one thing I, I told them, you know, it, it's uh, like I said earlier, this 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 land opportunity. I mean, you you just have to work at it. You you can't just just sit back and and expect it going hit you in the face or drop in your lap because it don't. I mean, you have to go out and reach for it. And then, like I say. With with my my three D, I I I I was teaching high school and college kid. You know, it, it's just uh, it's, but it's not going to be easy. I mean, it's going to be a lot of hard work. And I I was truly blessed that I have a lot of good employee with me too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I treat my employee like uh, like family. Yeah. I mean, they the one that make the difference. It's not me. I mean, I can build the store all day long. But I can't be there all the time. Yeah. My my employees have to be there. And 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 for me I can I can sit down with my my dishwasher and just be the like his best buddy. Mm-hmm. Just talk to him. 
And then, uh, so they respect you for that. You know, they, 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 you have to treat people the way it should be treated anyway. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's just, uh, it's a uh, circle of life. I mean, it's, it's just everything. It's not, yeah. not doesn't matter <laughs> how good I am. <laughs> it's just, uh, just other people. But, yeah. but anyway, yeah, that's fun. I mean, I hope, uh, I hope I can get my son oh, come back will. here and we talk need to, about Yeah, we need to do a part two to talk about current food and Riviera and everything else, and we'll definitely get to that. I know yeah. that's something that, you know, the next phase and, and the next, you know, the the family legacy, right, that you're yeah, building, yeah, like that's yeah, the next yeah. phase, and I'm sure you and your wife are super proud and, and happy to help out, but we'll definitely get to that, and for the listeners, I'm sure we'll get to that a little bit after this one, I think, probably, okay. you know, we'll, we'll definitely set that up. And, that's uh, awesome. No, it's yeah. this one. No, Glad you could make it down. I'm glad that it's. I'm glad you got back in here from Vegas. And it's <laughs> not too. I mean, it is too cold. You need to probably go back and some go somewhere, somewhere warm, play yeah. some golf. But thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Well, I appreciate it. It's kind of hard to talk about yourself all the time, though. Yeah, it's not it easy. It's tough. It's just yeah, tough, but I, I really appreciate it, and yeah. I know that there's a lot of, you know trauma and bad stuff there that happened that, that you know that the people can just imagine and, and look at the history yeah, books but yeah. thank you for doing it I'm glad you're here I'm glad we got to meet and uh, for everyone listening we'll catch you next episode cheers right. thanks this podcast was presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame who've been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927 follow them online at oklahomahof.com and definitely on Instagram at oklahomahof catch you next episode cheers thank you for listening we are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories for more great oklahoma content follow this is oklahoma on facebook and instagram